1: Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
0: Thanks for listening to the center and Saint, brother. On demand. A service Patriots podcast.
3: Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all of your heating and air conditioning needs.
0: And air conditioning
3: needs. Needs, needs, needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. The fan. The fan.
0: Go to servicepatriot.com. Sports. Oh, this is so good. The final frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint.
3: Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one. Did they blow their butt yes. out? They blew their collective butts out to try to get that win.
0: Oh, Their weekly mission to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me to Flavortown. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what
3: you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the <laughs> nose test didn't?
0: The Center and the St. Tailgate Show on 1080 the Fan, the Odyssey. Well it's just into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080theFan.com.
2: Hour two! you missed anything from Hour 1, shame on you. Try to be better next week. I believe in you. You can do it. Uh but if you miss it, don't worry. Service Patriots podcast is available. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out their latest special offers for our listeners only at servicepatriots.com slash the fan uh, Podcast, of course, available on uh, online. You can go to 1080thefan.com or you can go to odyssey.com. You can go on your phone. There's an app It's called the Odyssey app. You can listen to us live or you can listen to the podcast. Also, uh, new for the new year, the ability to go and fight a wolverine, and if you win, you get the podcast. Do you know which
3: wolverine? Which one? I don't know. Is which which one? Do I, where do I go to fight it?
2: Oh. <laughs> don't you wish you could know. I I do. I want to hear yeah, the I, podcast. I oh, you don't know? know. Okay. I have no idea. That's just what I'm told. For the new year. It's brand new. It's brand new. I just found out about it. I'm reading the email right now. That's all the information I got. What do you where do I from? meet the wolverine? What do the you want? woods? Yeah. Do you remember your uh, NFL theory that you had? Uh, we were talking about Justin Fields and uh, whether or not the Bears should keep
3: him. And you said, "I've got a thought." And I said, "No, oh. we're trying to stay on the clock this year." Uh oh. Well, I was gonna say there there was a uh uh nifty little uh, uh thought put out there with the Bears mm. that you just draft uh Caleb Williams and keep Justin Fields.
2: It's not the worst idea.
3: Yeah. They, yeah. You just do that, and you make them kind of battle it out. And I thought it was kind of interesting just because I feel like now pros are so sensitive to the idea of competition. Ooh, not
2: as much as college kids.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the transfer Jeez. portal thing. I know, and then uh, that it's always framed as, like, opportunity, which I yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, It's just, Hey, uh, he has to take what type of opportunity? Oh, you mean the one where he, he didn't just suck at that team? He just left Ohio State because he's afraid of the backup. Give me a break. The only one I could think of that it makes sense in hindsight is Joe Burrow. What he that? left Ohio State because oh, obviously yeah. they didn't know what the hell they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're third on the depth chart, yeah, but like
2: when starting quarterbacks leave, that's where it gets weird to me. It's like, oh, you're not good enough to make this team any good, or like you're afraid you're going to lose your job. That's the one. But like, when did you go
3: to a better school, like the K State kid? But
2: like Kyle McCord just left Ohio State.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't, I don't know where did he, if he. I don't know. I don't know if he's committed anywhere else. But like you had the starting quarterback job at. At Ohio State. Where are you going that's better? Uh, they, all they do is crank out NFL wide receivers for like the last 200 years. Yeah, but bad quarterbacks. I, except for one. I, why no, but he's the quarterback. You could say there and be a bad quarterback and you'll get drafted. And you get a couple years of paychecks.
3: <sighs> See, this is why you and I couldn't be uh, uh, pro athletes. Because we just do it for the paycheck. Because we're not sensitive enough? Yeah. Oh.
2: What do you mean we, we do it for, doing pay- it for the paycheck? There's
3: pay- plenty of guys doing it for the paycheck. Oh, but like they still love the game, like playing the game. Yeah. Let me tell you something. You wouldn't love the game playing it. It would frighten you. You would get out there full speed, and you would get well, hit okay. at a certain level, and you would fake an injury, and then you would call your lawyer immediately and be like, is there any way I can keep the money but in your No, no somehow,
2: somehow you were taking me at 42 years old with my current height, weight, 40 speed, and putting me out there. Yeah, of course I would be murdered. Oh, no, I would is. put you in any athlete's body you wouldn't. Well, no, but that's the thing is 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 I played very very well on the junior varsity football team and I played moderately well on the varsity football team for 2 years. I was I was a pretty mm-hmm. good football player. The toughness wasn't the problem. It was oh, I'm not as fast as these guys. I'm not as big as these guys. The the strength can be added in weight room, but if I had the NFL physique going out there and and you know, being able to take hits and deliver hits the same weight that these guys could, There's still some guys out there that are like, yeah, I'm huge, but yeah, this paycheck is really nice. I'd rather go and do something else. Like Jake Locker played for a few years before. He's like, oh yeah, I forgot I hate this game. He played all through college, played a few years in the NFL, and was like, oh yeah, this stinks. This is not fun. So there are guys that do it, and there's guys that have varying degree between I'm actually quitting and telling everybody why I'm quitting, and guys that, you know, or loved the game and would play until they died if they could.
3: Well, and I think, too, this is what kind of bugs me so much about petulant fans. Ooh, good, is word, that, good word. Well, it's the idea that, like, you get really angry at dudes in the NFL or in college because they're not playing. They're not using the gifts they were given. If I yeah. had
2: that ability, I would.
3: Yeah, it, yeah, I mean, look, there. There's reason to be kind of frustrated at dudes like, say, Johnny Manziel, where they just they really weren't trying at all, sure. and that's well easy to see. And he admitted it. He, he tried enough to get to where he got. But yeah, <laughs> sure, like, yeah, yeah. if he would have, yes, if he would have, if
2: he would have taken the opportunities that lay ahead of him, what could he have been? But yeah.
3: I don't think people really understand or can internalize the violence that gets inflicted on you when you get hit at the college level. I don't understand it at the pro level, but I've been (laughs) told enough times by enough people that after about a year or two of it, it starts to get old. Unless you're the top 0.1% of the crust who is able to do it year in and year out. I'm not counting quarterbacks because basically their jobs are pretty cushioned at this point. But like, it's just that fans take this point of view where they're just like, oh, come on. Like, why isn't this guy playing better in a professional game where they are built and made to kill each other? Well, who's who's the biggest hitter that you ever ran into? The biggest hitter I ever ran into, like, actually had a hit. Yeah, Because yeah. I would tell you... um, uh uh oh. bon says perfect, but he jumped over you. Didn't well, he? yeah. <laughs> he did jump over. Me. That <laughs> and and you, just, you looked and went, where'd he go? <laughs> I would say Brian Cushing, but I didn't technically hit Brian Cushing. I just blocked him on punt return. Yeah. And uh he just kind of like hit my arm down with an <laughs> extraordinary threw force. Threw you aside. Uh <laughs> that wasn't really a hit. I would say like an actual hit. Um Probably someone from TCU, if I have to remember when yeah. we played them in Cowboy Stadium. I remember them being incredibly good and it hurting really bad. Yeah, getting so, hit by them. But
2: that's the. But thing. by the
3: end of playing college football, I will tell you, I didn't have it anymore. Yeah, I didn't have that desire to hit anymore, sure. and that's really what makes dudes uh, in the NFL. I mean, obviously, it's the physical attributes and the everything. ability to do it. Yeah, right. I mean, that's like. I honestly would argue that's about 70% of it. I think the other 30 is how much of a thirst do you have for violence? Sure. Because there's dudes out there that really don't have that 70 that do want to kill people. Yes. And they're really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they're really freaking good. Yeah. And so I, it's just, I think when fans kind of, you know get upset at players because they're not playing up to their standards just know that they have one of the hardest jobs on planet earth well but we should like, give them some levity
2: but look around look around your life and the people that you work with or the people that you associate with and go how many different paths did we all take to get to the same place and we have no special ability and now look at the guys that do have this insane special ability and all the different paths they took there's a million different mindsets and for for every every uh roster spot on every NFL roster there is 53 different mo- mindsets and ways that they got there and paths that took them there is Derek Carr out there fueled by you know the desire to be the greatest or just the greatest in his family is he out there you know fueled by the 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 drive to now now that he's playing for the Saints to like to to rip off the Raiders yeah like you could take any one player and what drives them is going to be insanity because it's a crazy game to be even going out there and play yeah. so yeah I I, stuff, I, I definitely am with you where I try not to put any of my own judgments on any of these guys because yeah like was was it toughness that took me out of football no but did I run into anybody that played in the NFL no I didn't play basketball against a guy that played in the NFL. But, you know, that's one of those things where you look at it and you go, oh, what was in his head that he went from a, you know, a sophomore basketball player to a left tackle in the NFL? It's a a wild road. But Michael Roos, who went to Mountain View High School, was there at the same time I was. You could have told me, uh, you could have given me a thousand guesses of who in my high school that I played sports with would have played professionally. And that wouldn't have been one of them. But he never played football until he was a senior in high school just had the he had the body, he had the gifts, he had the path that ended up taking him there. So it's just it's a wild thing.
3: One of my favorite um one of my favorite thoughts one Jason Sukanik ever had on air was uh he, he talked about how at a certain point like you're kind of miserable going out there playing football. Yeah. like most most people are there is again like I said there's the 1% where it's like every time you are just jacked up to get out there. And he was like, you know it's interesting because I think about myself, and I related to this very much. He's like, I think about myself in warm-ups, and I remember just even in warm-ups being like, if there's any way this game could get canceled, that would be amazing right now. Well, but, and he's like, But then I watch like NBA games and they're like in lamp lines and like warming up and they're laughing. And yeah. <laughs> well, but but thing and he's is, like, there's a difference
2: between the two. But how many guys weren't miserable at the end? Like there's a couple guys that went out on top. There's like, a few. But well, but Peyton Manning went out with a Super Bowl, right? Oh, he, he was miserable. He cu- that's end. what I'm saying. Yeah. He couldn't throw the football. Yeah. Uh, John Elway went out with a I Super Bowl. mean, he Bowl. got
3: replaced by Brock Osweiler. Yes!
2: Uh, John Elway went out, but, like, dude, he was hobbling around and barely moving up the but he went out winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. Tom Brady had a pretty miserable year in his last year, and he got divorced. Like, everybody goes out of the game miserable. It's just when. It's like at some point you look at it and you're like, that was fun. I'm glad I got to play as long as I did. But I did that in high school. <laughs> Like like halfway through my senior year, I'm like, oh, I'm not going anywhere with this. Like, You've got I'm a nice gonna, ending. I'm just going to go through the motions. But, yeah, there's very few people that go out on top. There's either people that want to keep playing and the game tells them that they can't continue, or there are guys that keep playing even though the, the game's like, no, you got to keep coming back. And they're like, but I don't want to. It hurts. Those are the two ways you go out of football, I think, for generalizing. the thing what about, is, what about Kellen Kaepernick? Is that one?
3: Well, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's out of football right he didn't go out the way he wanted to either why didn't he get another chance as a starting quarterback immediately right yeah well
2: somebody somebody probably could have, should have taken a chance on him
3: but i
2: don't know maybe there was other motives out there do you think
3: i don't oh come on man yeah. come on collusion brother oh uh, did you know that they still play the nfl did you know, yep. know that it still happens yeah
2: you, i've been you, following you, it yeah uh they're gonna play today it's very exciting. We'll talk about the NFL. Uh, we'll talk about the games that matter most, and we'll do it next. Center and Saint,
0: Worried about letting
1: someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.
0: The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Hi,
2: right, welcome back in. We're a sports radio show, and we're talking about sports. Uh, we do have a hot tub story that was very awkward for Will that he really wants to talk about. Do you want to squeeze it in here? How much? How much time do we need to allow for your awkward hot tub moments?
3: Not a lot. It's not really an awkward hot tub moment. It uh, just really made
2: me think. Okay, well, just drop it in. Drop it in, my friend. We're going to talk some NFL, but uh, let's let's hear. What happened in the hot tub that made you think? Are you changing your whole lifestyle?
3: I might actually okay. after this. It, it made me think that I might be too negative of a person. Have you ever thought that <laughs> yes about Yes, about
2: you? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yes. You've always been a negative person. You are. You think
3: so? Yeah.
2: You hate hippos. And you underestim- oh, I don't hate hippos. You underestimate them and, uh... I respect their yeah, I don't competitive
3: ability though I just
2: I don't think you do. So and and then you're a negative person. Those are two things that are yes, very accurate.
3: So I like to go for a nice little swim before the show. Okay. I will go to a 24-hour fitness.
2: Uh, nice thing about them, aren't they open 24 hours? 24 hours a day? In, in a day? Oh, I thought it was a week. That's much
3: better. Swim anytime you want. So anyway, yeah, I go there for your in the knees. morning. For a little swim, and then uh, once I'm done with my swim, I like to go into the hot tub for about 15 minutes and just kind of take a little time for myself. Now, it's been unfortunate for me because the last, I'd say maybe three months, honestly, I have had the misfortune of going into the hot tub at the same time as these two guys that work out together because I see them in there as I pass the gym. And then after the workout, they go for a a nice soak together in the tub. And when I get in there, they're just sitting there complaining about their jobs, like, hardcore. (laughs) Like, do you have a buddy or a family member that, like, you complain about aspects of your job to? I think we all complain about our jobs to our significant others. Sure. But, like... A a moment where you just, like, take a good hour to just rail into how much you hate your job. Every Saturday morning? No. Every Saturday morning. Every one of them. I try to go in there, close my eyes, and just get a little bit of peace and quiet. Yeah, yeah. And it's these two dudes in the tub. Now, here's the weird part. They're sitting nude, very close to each other. Okay. Very close. Why is that weird? Just think about it for a second. The, the scene that I described to you before yeah, two, I told two, you this information, what were you imagining? Two guys
2: that work out together. Yeah. That go in the hot tub together. Yeah. They complain about their jobs together. What did you just say?
3: Right. We and all so you complained. thought about those two dudes in the hot tub, and you thought, one's on one side, one's on the other. No, no. They're kind of on no. the same side, but they're apart. But what? You- I, d- I don't kid you when I say they were as close as, like, movie seats. Okay. Okay. What? There's no one else in there, Luke.
2: I understand what you're saying. They're complaining about their jobs to each other. Who complains about their jobs to each other? They're not. Significant others? They're not. You sure?
3: My wife did this. Okay, oh, yeah, my girlfriend too. did that. You didn't say they were complaining about their significant others. Now, but see, that they did out. go to that point, too. Ah. And I had the same thought as you. I was okay. like, oh, okay, they're yeah. dating or something. Yeah. No. Okay. See that that throws me off. And in the other wow. part of it—they're it, not dating yet. Uh, well, right, not yeah, okay. yet. Yeah. they might realize what, that their hatred was, brings them together. Well,
2: wasn't there a show that was—it uh, was like a Netflix show about the two gals dealing with their husbands running off together? Mm. Yeah, they were like business partners forever. Oh, uh, it, the yeah, I know. yeah, uh, Lily Tomlin and somebody—I can't mm. remember what it was. But yeah, so eh, who knows? Who knows?
3: But so then, why are you too negative because of this? Well, I thought you know. Boy, they just spend a lot of their time just bitching about their jobs. Yeah. Maybe I should quit bitching about to everybody I know how horrible it is working with you. No, know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> working, uh, you know, working my job and yeah. having the things I get annoyed at. I try to limit the complaining about it because if you're complaining about your
2: job, I always felt like that part of it's you.
3: Like, you're either too afraid to leave or
2: you're part of the problem that you're causing. Yeah, I don't like to to complain. I I could be wrong. I mean, I have blind spots. Maybe I do complain about my job all the time. But yeah, it's like, I actually don't like talking about work when I'm done working. Like, my wife somehow has the ability to go and do an eight-hour day of work and then talk about it for 16 hours. I don't know how she does it. It's amazing. You were only there for eight hours. How is was there 16 hours worth of conversation. But she can do that.
3: Because it's so much of your
2: life. But then she asks about my job. And I'm like, it's fine. Like, how much of your life is
3: spent sleeping and at your job?
2: Yeah, I think it's like 60% of your waking hours are at work or something like that. And then
3: take the sleeping. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, you sleep for- So, like, you're just sleeping and working. Yep. So that's of course, your, your that's life. Probably what you would talk about is, I wish I could sleep more. And boy, I hate this person. Much. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, maybe it's having kids. But yeah, I try not to talk about work too much yeah. outside of work. Uh, well,
3: that was the part that really struck me more than anything yeah. else was the fact that they were sitting as close to two people in a movie theater.
2: Yeah, that's that's a little odd. Well, isn't and, it? And 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 it shows. And there's that someone not, else in there. You're not just negative. You're also judgy.
3: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Well, I make Very sure, much judgmental. Make sure we're
2: pointing out the right parts of this.
3: All right, who asked? It wait? also made me think now, could I get like in there? Like what yeah. would they do if oh, I if sat you just next had, to them sc- that? Excuse close? me, guys, and then try like yeah. try to sit in between
2: them. <laughs> excuse me, guys. Uh that's my spot. <laughs> yeah,
3: there's a jet right there I like. Do you
2: guys mind if I get at that jet and then just put your arms around him? That would be great. Uh oh, going time. on, fellas. Hey. You know what I hate my job too? And my wife, am I right?
3: Oh, boy, we all hate our wives, don't we? Yeah. Wouldn't it be better if they just weren't around? Yeah, what if there's no women? Wouldn't that be great? Emma
2: right? Oh, you- whose leg is that? Hey, not oh, <laughs> you say name was Jimmy? <laughs> uh, playoff scenarios. If this team wins, which team is in? We'll do that whole fun game. We'll do it next. Uh, but first, a sports SportsZenner update.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,
0: Eleven Shadows Way out of play. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson Stare and Will Darkins on Ten Eighty The Fan.
2: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it is the final week of the NFL that actually starts today, which is very, very exciting. Uh, We've got games being played uh, both on the AFC side, Steelers at Ravens. Uh, Ravens have already clinched the number one overall seed in the AFC, so they are resting Lamar Jackson, which is great news because that means he'll be available to play a playoff game for the first time in three years, which is delightful. Steelers still have a chance but do not control their own destiny. And then you have another game. That will wait to see what happens on Sunday. The Texans and the Colts.
3: Heard of- a scary correlation with the Lamar Jackson thing. If you do remember, they did the same thing during his first playoff appearance. Yeah. And uh, that did not end well.
2: Well, yeah, but that's one
3: one try. I would rather have uh, the same result
2: with Lamar Jackson than the same result they've had without Lamar Jackson. So, sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the worst case scenario is you go out there and he gets hurt and he misses the playoffs and then it's all for naught. So I, I don't think there's any question. For a guy that missed the playoffs the last two years or yeah. missed the end of
3: the regular season
2: the last two years. Well, not uh,
3: only that, they've kind of shown that at least at this point now, especially since the – opponent uh, um, compared to the opponents that they've played, the Ravens are the best team in football, I would say, right now. I know a lot of people might argue the 49ers, but go yep. look at the Ravens' resume. They've sure. beaten quality teams, and they haven't just beaten them. They've beaten the living crap out of them. Yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah, I think you're correct in that, like, yeah, just- this is it. This is yep. kind of your yeah. best – option. You're going to blow through the AFC just talent-wise. You are clearly the best team in that conference. And then a head-to-head against the 49ers, who I believe will be uh, representing the NFC in the yep. Super well, Bowl, pretty, you
2: should win. Pretty bold of you to pick the two number one seeds to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. Very proud of you Doesn't for that. Always happen. No, nope, you're certainly, especially with Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you're correct about that. Um, so right now, your playoff scenarios. Uh, just so everybody kind of knows what's going on, in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens have clinched number one overall seed. Kansas City Chiefs have have clinched their division. Uh, the Dolphins and the Browns have both clinched a playoff spot. Um, so here's what kind of uh, has to happen. The Jacksonville Jaguars, Those are that's a team that controls their own destiny um, as far as where they end up, as do the Bills. So if the Bills beat the Dolphins, they'll actually win the division. Trevor Lawrence uh, playing? Trevor Lawrence is questionable mm. right now, which is really interesting. Um, Steelers still have a chance. They're the the longest odds of getting in, uh, but they have to beat a Ravens team without their starting quarterback. Um, but the, t- the game to watch in the AFC, Jacksonville is playing uh, against um, – against the Titans, so that game, it's going to matter a lot for the the good matchup between the Colts and the Texans, but the Miami Dolphins and the Bills, by far the most intriguing game. If the Bills win their division, um, that means that they'll have the opportunity to host a game where Miami having to go on the road, I think, makes a pretty dramatic difference for both of those teams. So that's your big game in the AFC. The teams that control their own destiny in the NFC, Cowboys still haven't clenched their division. They win against the Commanders. They clinch their division. But-
3: Boy, I mean, I think the biggest story in the NFC right now is the Eagles. Yeah, they've disappeared. Well, the dude, e- they look horrible. Yes, they do. Losing to the Cardinals last week. Oh, I know. But they can still win the division. I know. It's wild. That's how
2: good they were at the beginning of the year. They've lost five out of six, and they still have a chance to win their division. Yeah. Uh, So, you have uh, Cowboys control their own destiny. Lions already clinched their division, so it doesn't matter what they do. They're playing against the Vikings, and the Vikings are out uh, based on their loss. Uh, Oh, no. They actually still do have a chance.
3: I lied. Wow. How do they get in?
2: Well, and the they Packers.
3: W- the Packers still have a chance, too. The
2: Packers control their destiny, yeah. though. So the pack- if the Packers win against the Bears, they're in. If Tampa Bay wins against the Panthers, they win their division. So those are, is conver- those are the teams that yeah. control
3: their own destinies. You with me? This is kind of a redemption game for the Pack. Dude, Jordan you Love, re- heir apparent? Well, I was about to say, if you'll remember, this same exact scenario was last season. Relax. And in fact, it's almost scary how much it correlates to the idea that it was win or you're in with the Packers and they were playing against the Lions. an upstart insurgent team in the Lions. But which the Lions couldn't make the playoffs. They couldn't. And the Bears yep. can't make the playoffs. They yep. yep. have won five of their last six uh, and are looking really uh, good. And Justin Fields, weird. Justin Fields playing for his job.
2: And here's the thing. Here's the incentive for the Bears is if you're Justin Fields, you've already locked up the number one overall pick. Your argument is, I want a left tackle. There are three of the top like seven players are left tackles in this draft, so you could drop down potentially to like seven or eight, and still and and, yeah, and and add like six more picks and still get a left tackle that is rated top ten in the draft. So, if you're Justin Fields going out and winning this game and look what it did for the Lions. I mean, it put them on a rocket ship to winning their first division in 30 years. So, it it is this game does matter to an NFL franchise. It's not a bunch of guys going to graduate who cares what happens in this game. It's just another bowl game. This is going out and going, let's get some momentum going into next year. Coach, you want to keep your job? Quarterback, you want to keep your job? Go out and knock the Packers out of the playoffs. That would be pretty exciting. So I think that's the game to watch in the NFC. I have liked watching the Packers this year. I will say, yeah. And the nice thing, the nice thing is, if the Packers do lose and the Seahawks can beat the Cardinals, Seahawks <laughs> in, baby. Do you? I have care no faith
3: that they just look worse than they did at the start of the season. There, so like this, does that worry you at all? Does it does it make you say like, uh, eh, I know we shouldn't get in the playoffs, but we probably will. I don't think probably
2: is not. I think the Packers can win that game. The Packers have been playing well too. Um yeah. it that that game to me has the most intrigue. Uh th- this is what I said. I go if the if if the Seahawks want to get any of my faith that they can win a playoff game, they had to win three in a row. And they got beat up by uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers' run game last weekend. Mm. They had 145 yards in the first half running mm. the ball, and every player on the defense got stiff-armed down to the ground face-first at least once. Uh, so I have, I have very little faith more in the defensive side of the ball because a lot of people went out and were you know crapping on their quarterback situation and saying, you know that they need to need to get rid of Geno and figure out what they're doing. They had the best run defense in football for the first five games this season. and that's when I was excited about them. They beat the Lions and they had a little momentum. they had a loss to the Rams, but they they looked really good early in the season, and that's why they have a chance to be in this. The last 11 games, they have the worst rush defense in football. And it's really not close. Yeah. They have been atrocious on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so I don't think even if even if they were in position to get a quarterback in the first couple rounds, you need to fortify that defense because it stinks. Um, that's what I think. So, yeah, I don't have much faith that they can do anything if they make the playoffs this year. They're um, bad and they're not fun to watch.
3: So, yeah, that too. So at what point, and I'll ask again. Because there's nothing
2: more frustrating than just getting
3: run over. Yeah. It's a terrible way to watch. So it. at what point. Do you say, and I'm sure you'll give me the same answer, but I'm, I'm obligated to just ask you again, that Gino is just not the answer because the defense is obviously the problem, but there seems to be a ceiling that has been hit and it doesn't look like it will get better with the Seahawks offense. It's like, that's about as good as they will be. And it's very apparent that they won't get better than that. Um. I don't know. They've they've had a lot of offensive
2: line injuries. They've been kind of shifting guys around all year. They the the year that they had last year with Gino was as unexpected as anything that happened in football. He hasn't been terrible this year. He's been injured a little bit, but he, has, he hasn't been terrible. Yeah. Their running game hasn't been in, their running game has been more affected by the offensive line injuries I think than their um than their passing game. They still have weapons on the outside. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba is only going to get better. So I I tend to think that if you can put a defense that can maybe, I don't know, be better than the worst in the league against the run, I think that's the the first place you go. So I, I give the experiment with Geno Smith another year. My big question is with the Seahawks, is if they decide to go and draft a quarterback and and decide they're going to rebuild and redo this offense, is do they do it with Pete Carroll? Or do they do it with a new coach? Oh, and I coach. think they do it with a new coach. New coach, obviously. And they so I think I think I don't think I don't think Pete Carroll's done anything to get fired this year. I don't think Geno Smith has done anything to get replaced this year. I think the defense stinks and I think that it can be fixed with some draft. They have two great corners. They have two good safeties uh, uh, in Quandre Diggs and Jordan Love. Uh, They have Jamal Adams, who cannot stay on the field to be healthy. They have good young linebackers. The defensive line stinks. They don't have a a legit pass rusher, so if they can go out and address those in the draft uh, or free agency, I think they have a chance to be a good... Not great team that can go and make some noise next year.
3: I think the one thing that's going to work against you quite a bit with the Seahawks is a bad power dynamic you got going on, uh, meaning that the GM and the coach are interlinked. Yeah, I would agree. Meaning Schneider ain't firing Pete Carroll.
2: Yeah, well, and I, he I, won't. I, I and would say so, the same thing I said about Billichek yeah. earlier, where whatever Pete Carroll wants, Pete Carroll has bought himself. Enough time as the to, I don't think to so. decide how he leaves. I don't think I do. so.
3: I think the problem that he's going to run into is the owner who's out to lunch and the owner who's probably looking at this in a very cold manner. Which is, are they still making me money? Okay, well, then why would I fire this guy? Yeah, I don't think Jody Allen thinks critically really about the. Um, I don't think Jody Allen thinks critically of the entertainment factor and of the integrity of a professional sports team when she draws what value is. She looks at a bottom line and she goes, is it making money? I'm not touching it. Yeah. Why would I? The
2: Seahawks are still making a ton of money for Jody yeah. Allen.
3: Yeah, and it's probably disappointing for you as a fan because she's not engaged. Yeah, but I don't mind that. You have I, kind of given up power I, I to... Know. And I'm not saying that owners need to be in complete control of teams, but... It's good sometimes to have an owner step in and go, well, whoa, well, well. Hold on a minute. This is not going how it should. We're staying stagnant, and in fact, we're getting worse. That things need to change a little bit. Now, this was so easy to tell that this is Jody Allen's move because look what happened with the Blazers. People <laughs>
2: quit going to the
3: game. But the Blazers have made big changes in their front
2: office, and, right. and, and they're but forced to. But the only by a time she made
3: the change of firing Neil Olshay was when it was very obvious people weren't going to the game, and so she goes. Well, that's bad for the well, bottom line. No, the you got to no, go. The
2: only reason they sh- fired Neil O'Shea is because of the toxic work environment and the public outcry oh, for that's that. that's right. The that, toxic yeah. work environment.
3: Well, no, they— they, they Interesting sh- how that report came out. But they— As no one was going but, to the games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Dude, come on. It's so obvious.
2: The, 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 games, the games are less attended now, but they've gotten rid of Terry Stotts, they've gotten rid of Neil O'Shea, and they've gotten rid of Damian Lillard in the last however many years. John Snyder is still there, and his job is safe. Pete Carroll is still there. Yeah. The The guy that they did get rid of was Russell Wilson. And tell me that was the wrong move, because that looks like the most brilliant move of getting rid of a star player at the exact right time that I've ever seen. I
3: suppose. Again, that one I kind of put up in the air because honestly, if you guys don't make the playoffs this year, that move kind of just looks like, well, maybe it was the wrong place nice. for Russell Wilson. I mean, they barely made the playoffs last year. Yeah. Then they didn't make the playoffs. So they're obviously getting worse. What? What? Obviously? That is getting worse. Okay. If you make the playoffs barely yeah, and then the next season you don't, yeah, that means you're not improving or yes. staying stagnant. Y- you're getting worse obviously well but that's what i'm saying but but, you have an owner who will look at that and then look at the bottom line and go well i don't really see a problem here yeah well but as a fan you should see a problem with that that shouldn't be good but
2: if they finish if they finish eight and nine or nine and eight do you think that is a cause to go thanks pete pack your bags and get the hell out
3: no i think it's a cause to go pete i don't think you got the room anymore and I don't think you know what you're doing, really. I think that you have an idea of what you're doing, but it doesn't correlate with the modern NFL and how teams are run and built today.
2: I think the way that, that fortunes change from year to year, I think that you can go and add, if you add the right pieces in the next year, you can go from eight and eight or eight and nine or nine and eight to to 12 wins pretty easily. Mm. It's it it, it, it Again, there's a lot of things that has to happen, but it's it's not shocking to me. The Detroit Lions went from a team that was you know knocking on the door last year to kicking it down this year. Are they going to win a Super Bowl? Probably not. But the 49ers are a team that haven't won a Super Bowl in the Kyle Shanahan era, but they look great every year doing it, and they're one of the favorites going in. It's just so hard to win in this league. That's really what I think.
3: It's very hard to win in this league. It's just the only thing I'm saying is that you can stay stagnant such as the 49ers, and you can be given grace. But the minute you keep getting worse is the minute you should start questioning. Well, hold on a second. Maybe the players do suck, but who's (laughs) hiring these players? Jody Allen ain't doing any interviews.
2: I
1: can guarantee you
3: that. All
2: right. Well, We'll tell you what to watch. It's a segment we call What to Watch. We do it next. Center and Saint, 1080, The Fan.
0: Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins and increasingly out of touch father of twin girls Luke Anderson are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We mentioned it.
2: It's uh, week eighteen. It's very, very exciting. You got uh, two games today. Uh, you've got a full slate tomorrow of NFL games. It's going to be very, very exciting. Uh, it all ends with Bills Dolphins. To me, that is the uh, that's the game of the weekend. What game has you most intrigued, young man?
3: Uh, I mean, I would have to say the uh, second game of. the Today, oh, look at you! Um, you were
2: kind of poo pooing this game a little bit this matchup last week. Uh, the AFC South, the, yeah, the race for the South. Well, this-
3: it's because it's beginning to be more and more likely the uh, Jags might lose this weekend. <laughs> well, so they you might really be playing, like playing without playing for yeah. a home playoff game. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Plus, you have two incredible stories. Obviously, you know you have CJ Stroud busting onto the scene, becoming the rookie of the year, and if he hadn't have gotten hurt, you know he would have a real case for uh, MVP. And then you also have the Colts who. It seems like coaching has prevailed in a sense that Gardner Minshew has been leading you to wins. Your star-prized quarterback in Anthony Richardson was hurt after about four games, and you just kept winning, and you kept hanging around. So I I think it's two very good stories meeting for a finale that will more likely than not decide a playoff spot because I, I Trevor Lawrence is questionable. I don't have a lot of confidence in the Jazz. You
2: don't have any confidence in C.J. Beathart? Is it Bethard? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> beat hard. CJ uh, beat hard. Beat hard. Let's go. Uh, yeah. No. I want. Uh, I. I, I want to see CJ Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's uh, take a franchise that was kind of kicked in the groin by their last quarterback and left with Bill O'Brien and an empty cupboard and then a weird couple hires and the davis mills era i i like the texans uh i like their look i like i like it when they're good i think it's fun they're one of the four teams that have never made it to a super bowl um so i'm kind of rooting for them in that game but for me man it's it's the idea that the dolphins were this team that just beat up on the little guy all year and looked so good and they're this Fast paced. They figured out something in football that nobody can figure out with their nerd coach, and it's going to be awesome. And then here comes their big burly uh, division opponent with, uh, yeah, we have a big quarterback that runs guys over and throws the ball hard and far. And uh, we're going to go and just play rough defensive football against you in cold weather Mm. and if they win they win the division and now somebody has to travel to buffalo and if they rematch in the playoffs miami has to go back to buffalo so i think that one has the most to it we'll kind of know a lot of the other races by the time that game kicks off and that one should be a fun one because the bills looked like they hadn't figured it out mid-season uh whereas the chiefs looked like they stopped figuring it out mid-season So I I think it sets up for the playoffs really well. If you've got Bills figuring it out, Chiefs uh, un- unknown Ravens looking good with a bye. I'm excited for the AFC side of the playoffs way more than the NFC side. Well, I was going
3: to say also that another part of that uh, Bills Dolphins game that I think um, <laughs> will uh, uh, have a lot riding on it is Sean McDermott's job. I yeah, I believe if, that if they don't make the playoffs, he probably gets fired.
2: Yeah, depending on what the scenarios are, the Bills do not hold tiebreakers, so yeah. it, it could be a loss and they're out, a win and it's a division, which is wild. Yeah, so, very yeah, weird. But, I cannot wait for that. Yeah, I mean, and
3: I, I mean, how wild is that? Yep. That really, you know, we talk about the Belichick situation going on this meeting that they're having on Monday. I mean, he's leaving. He's not. I know you have some idea that they're going to keep Belichick No, around, I, no. no, I don't.
2: I don't think they will. I, I think they could. I would not be. Sh- I
3: would. Uh, if they do. I would. Yeah, I they, would I be they, incredibly yeah. shocked. I, I think that, I'd, that I'd, meeting I would, will I would go. That's a mistake. <laughs> yeah. I think that meeting will go. Look, Bill, we appreciate everything you've done here. Um, what do we need to do to make you feel comfortable to leave? Yeah, do you yep. need a do you need a buyout? Do you, would you like to be traded? We can talk to teams. Are you still interested in coaching? But it's not working here anymore. Sean McDermott, it's literally like, hey dude, uh, you need to get to the playoffs or you're fired. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. he will if they don't make the playoffs, and you set it up perfectly, which is you win and you win your division yep. and a whole playoff, playoff game. game. Yeah, no, the whole thing. You it's lose. Great. And that team gets blown up most likely because with a new coach, probably comes new scheme. Probably comes dudes getting. Well, you
2: you have an aging
3: defense.
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're keeping your quarterback, but yeah, you have Diggs, who
3: you say, well, of course, he's very productive, but I mean. Do I need to keep paying this guy? Do, can I trade some assets? So really, yeah, and it's uh, it is high stakes, as high stakes as it can be. Though there are yeah. some stinkers this weekend. A lot of high stakes.
2: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, no, it should it should be a good one. I also give me a little give me a little bit of uh, action on that uh, Bears Packers game. Uh, That's gonna be great. I think yeah. that'll be really exciting too. And like you you set it up perfectly, the Packers against the Lions last year, when the NFL decided to make every final game a division game, uh, they set it up so well for this. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Will, thank you, uh, as always, uh, for running the board, doing everything you do to make this show great. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, everybody, Happy New Year. If I haven't given it to you yet, Happy New Year to all. We are done for now. Bye-bye. If life
3: seems jolly rotten, Luke there's gave something you've you
0: forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and You're sing. Welcome.
1: When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle. That's
0: the thing. Always... They confiscated ben. his balls.
2: They did. But every once in a while you miss your spot, even if you're trying to serve up meat. Forty yeah. and a half inches of, of wiener hanging yes. out on
4: Wasn't he the white Jordan? He's black. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.